I want to talk to you about American financing. Uh, Take a moment to really think about where you see yourself and your family in the next uh, year or so financially. Now, how about the next five years? (sighs) Do you know how to get there? Do you think you'll think in the next year or five years it would have been wise and saved up wherever you could? Uh, Have you avoided spending beyond your means? Could you reduce your your interest rate on anything, your credit cards, your mortgage. American financing has been helping people just like you take charge of their financial house for over two decades. Now they have a team of dedicated and qualified mortgage consultants that are waiting for your phone call to help you get started. They work for you and not the bank. It's a locally owned and operated, uh, uh, company that, that has, I've worked with for over 10 years now. I trust them. We've all used them in the past. They're great. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Go to AmericanFinancing.net. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is Tuesday. There's a lot to report today, especially coming from Loudoun County, Virginia. Uh, you know the guy who was arrested and taken out in handcuffs because he was shouting? Uh, and uh, th- this is the guy they based the whole terroristic threat on? You haven't heard his story yet, most likely. When you hear his story, you won't believe it. I'm going to talk about that. Also, I made mention of the unions and school teachers. I'm sorry, I, I won't give the benefit of the doubt to any teacher that still belongs to the union. If you belong to the teachers' union at this point, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. Sorry. And I think it's time for teachers and anyone involved in the union to quit. Stu has said maybe some of them want to work from the inside and try to change it. Maybe. I think it's too late. We have a longtime teacher and a guy who was the president of his local chapter of the California Teachers Association, the Teachers Union. We talked to him in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Yeah. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, you know, the difference between men and women is women are always um, thinking about the future and they're they're uh, thinking about what happened in the day and uh, and they're worrying about what happened yesterday. And guys just want to make it to the end of the day and go to go to bed. (laughs) And I think that's really true. I do, because I'm ready for bed right now. Ready for bed. I'm ready to go home and just get in my jammies and slip between my geese of dream sheets and go to sleep. Um, MyPillow.com can help you with the best night's sleep ever. If you click on the new radio listener specials, 
You can check out the buy one, get one free uh, on the Dream Sheets. It's a special that's not going to last forever. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials now at MyPillow.com. Make sure you enter the promo code BECK. Sam Crutchfield. He is a former local president, California Teachers Association, and a uh, third and sixth grade teacher on the Central Coast and Central Valley of California for 20 years. He joins us now from California. Hello, Sam. How are you? Hey, fantastic. Great to be here. Uh, So, Sam, you and I talked uh, yesterday afternoon um, a a little bit, and we were talking about what's happening in California and what's happening with the teachers union. Uh, And you're one of those guys who said, I want to change things from the inside, right? You know, I did. the CTA, uh, basically, and NEA both, uh, basically when they sent out their flyers before election time was kind of a blueprint about how not to vote for me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, despite their, you know, their, their stances on, on controversial issues like uh, access to abortion and gun control and abolishment of Columbus Day, tax reform, immigration, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, they, they, uh, I'm sorry, uh, a little bit nervous here. Don't, don't uh, be nervous. Um, Are you, uh, let me ask you this, because I know you're mm-hmm. nervous, and our producers talked to you uh, yesterday and said you were nervous. Is it, are you worried about retaliation of being on the air? Uh, slightly, slightly, you bet. Um, not, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Um, the, um, you resigned as president of the, uh, the union earlier this year, um, because you say the union released your private medical information to the general membership. What does that mean? Uh, they did. Uh, and it was, had to do with my vaccination status. Uh, yeah, it, it was a, a way for them to try to get me to resign. And, uh, that together with, uh, just a whole bunch of other stuff going on at the time and, um, the lack of, you know, tolerance, I put that in quotation marks because, uh, you know, the, the left always talks about tolerance until you don't agree with them. But, uh, you know, the colleagues, the people that, uh, that I trusted the most, the people on my, uh, on my team there, uh, you know, re- released my, my vaccination status to the general membership. And, uh, that, that along with other things, like I said, uh, in an effort to, to try to get me to resign, yep. you know, and, uh, I weighed out things with, with my family and everything and, uh, uh decided at the end of the day that, uh, it wasn't, you know, worth it to to continue in that way. Uh, it's a it's a non paid position. It's uh, it, it's thankless most of the time. And I, I, I started with the intentions of trying to help uh, our local teachers. And when it became uh, personal and political, like why why am I going to continue like this? So when you say <clears throat> political, you mean 
access to abortion, uh, abortion and, uh, you know, trying to get rid of Columbus Day and tax reform and defund the police. Do you mean that kind of political? No, uh, po- political as in um, trying to uh, to run over people that uh, that don't agree with your stance on on vaccinations. OK. So um, the California teachers, a lot of people don't know this, but the teachers union uh, back in 2008. Do you remember this, Stu? We found that they had changed in 2007 or 2008. They changed a longstanding rule that you couldn't be um, a part of the teachers union if you had been a communist or someone who had actively worked to overthrow the United States of America. This is 2007 or eight. And I remember saying, hmm, why would you do that? Um, How radical is the teachers union? I'm sorry. Are you asking me? I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm asking you. Um, well, you know, in the last few years, I've, I've kind of seen a shift, uh, kind of hard left, as far as our uh, representative assembly and, and and things like that go. The the uh, the leadership uh, from the members, uh, especially with uh, Black Lives Matter and defund the police and and things like that. Yeah, it's just this hard push to to the left, and uh, and the um, their their uh, stance on CRT and uh, they say that they're not teaching critical race theory. They themselves are not, but they're definitely providing links to uh, for teachers to access that kind of uh, information if 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 they want it. So they're. They are promoting it, definitely. So, Sam, the 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 average teacher, I mean, I I see what's going on. They have to they have to know what's going on uh, and they see this stuff being pumped out and they either agree with it or they're ignoring it for some reason. And I can't I can't figure out why are most of the teachers in agreement with this? You know, I, I don't think I don't think so. I mean, a lot of them are, but uh, you know the the teachers union has, and I always referred to it as kind of the necessary evil, right? Where uh, you know it, they do provide a lot of good services for teachers, and if uh, if they kind of stick to that, I'd, I'd still be happy being a member today. It's them getting their fingers and things that have have nothing to do with uh, with good teaching and with keeping good teachers and with protecting the rights of teachers. You know that's that's where I get off because especially now with uh, with their endorsement of of the sticking the FBI on on parents who are trying to to exercise their First Amendment rights and and speaking out uh, to, to boards that's just over the top for me that's the most sacred of our rights and uh for them to to try to silence people like that is just uh, like i said kind of the last straw with me are the teachers that refuse to get the uh vaccine uh, vaccine has it been decided yet that they'll lose their job they'll lose their pensions or is that still under debate 
with the unions? Well, uh, you, you know, access to information is, is really tough at this point, too, because everybody's doing something different. And there, as far as I've heard, there is no united message from coming from uh, our union as far as how they plan to, to deal with that. Now, the mandate has come out here in California that uh, all teachers need to be either vaccinated by October 15th or submit to weekly testing. And, you know, my, uh, uh, a dear colleague of mine who was, who was president uh, prior to me for the last eight years um, doesn't want to get the vaccine and uh, also doesn't want to submit to the weekly testing because, I mean, it, it's the invasive kind where they stick the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the uh, Q-tip in your nose. And uh, he feels that's a violation of his uh, religious liberty. And uh, because he's not willing to, to do that, uh, he's within the next 36 hours facing uh, unpaid administrative leave. And uh, that, that how can you guys go from uh, the the heroes of teachers to and and being and some of you pushing for the opening of schools to now all of a sudden when the unions were pushing for vaccines for everybody and we've got, we won't do it until everybody has a vaccine. And now uh, you, the teachers union kind of stuck on, well, I don't know. And there's not a real clear, uh, clear message. It's, it's really odd that um, you guys are now, you know, from hero to zero, same with the nurses. Absolutely. You know, here we are. We're the ones who want to, a lot of us were pushing for uh, reopening of schools because we saw what uh, distance education wasn't doing for our students. <laughs> you know, I want to say well, not doing to them, but uh, you know, the lack of, of education that of good quality education that we know how to do just wasn't going through with distance education. So a lot of us were pushing for schools to be opened again. And yeah, we we were um, considered heroes, and oh, especially with parents having to step in and and, and kind of homeschool, and then uh, seeing how hard the job was. So we, you know, we were hailed as kind of uh, heroes or or supermen, and all of a sudden uh, now we're we're uh, a threat to our own students because we, uh, you know, choose not to get vaccinated as we're coming out of the pandemic. It's just, uh, it's unreal. So you resigned as the local president or you were local president of, uh, the California teachers. I just said a minute ago, I don't think I can trust teachers anymore that belong to the, to the unions. Is that fair? Uh, there's, there's a lot of, uh, waking up going on out there. I think, uh, Give teachers uh, another chance. Uh, we're speaking loudly uh, right now, as, as as you are, and everyone's trying to figure out uh, where they're going to go because, uh, like I said, the teachers' union does offer a, a lot of uh, sure. services and protection that uh, that you know. Where else are you going to get? Kind of if you if you do resign, so. Uh, you know, there's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of, uh, 
can you uh, can you be from, fired if you're not a teacher in the union? No, no, that okay. uh, that's not a thing. Okay. So, are you still part of the union? Are you planning on staying with the union? Actually, Glenn, uh, I wanted to uh, take this opportunity to say, although I appreciate uh, you know some of the services that uh, the union has uh, given me and other teachers throughout the state of California over the years, uh, because of the stance of NEA, our our uh, you know kind of mother organization up there. And uh, the continued um, stance of, of uh, CTA as, as far as not providing us uh, clear defense against these vaccine mandates, uh, I, just, I just can't in all consciousness uh, continue to be a member. Uh, so take this opportunity uh, this morning to say I, I am renouncing my, my affiliation with CTA and NEA. Wow. As a former local president, that's a pretty big deal. Earlier this year, yeah. Uh, From president of my local to to a complete non-member, I didn't expect this at all. But uh, the pushing of masks, the pushing of of the uh, experimental vaccine, um, yeah, it's just... And and now, like I said, the, uh, the silencing of parents doing, you know, expressing their god-given um right to to speech it's just it's over the top it's too much well i can't thank you enough for your uh courage to um to stand and to uh, and to tell the truth and uh i i wish you luck please keep in touch with us and let us know if there is, you know, any kind of pushback on you. And I'd, I'd also like to see if there was uh, anybody that is um, actually standing up uh, and, and following yeah. your lead. I, I'd just like to um, say that this is not a reflection of our, uh, of our school board or our district in, in any way. Because they're kind of stuck uh, in the middle where they're, they have to carry out the, the governor's mandate. And uh, so they're kind of doing the best that they can through this whole horrible situation. Uh, but it's, it's not a reflection on them. And I'm definitely not, uh, I hope I'm not coming across that uh, I'm trying to, to criticize them in any overt way. Sam, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Former local president, California Teachers Union, and, uh, uh, and, and now uh, former union member. Uh, still a teacher, Sam Crutchfield. Back in just a minute. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Fun fact, we're all getting older every day. One of the things that comes with getting older is aches and pains. The joints start to wear down. The normal exercise of everyday life begins to catch up. And, uh, you know, it's because exercise is bad for you. Anyway, uh, most of what causes this pain and lots of other forms of pain is inflammation, especially in the joints. If you're going through it, it can really take over your whole life. I know I went through it. May I recommend Relief Factor? It's not a drug, but developed by doctors. 70% of the people try it to go on to order more. Relief Factor. 
Try the three-week quick start trial pack right now for $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. 10 seconds, station ID. We are just so jam-packed today. Judicial Watch has uh, obtained critical race teacher training guide for Westerly, Rhode Island, and they're saying they're not teaching CRT. Um, I'll try to get into that later and show you exactly uh, how they're covering this and what they are teaching. They are teaching critical race theory. They're just not calling it that. Loudoun County, do you remember Scott Smith? It was in June, and he was arrested at Loudoun County, Virginia at a school board meeting. Um, and it was ultimately deemed an unlawful assembly after attendees vocally opposed a policy on ch- transgender students. Do you remember this? And he was taken out in handcuffs. Well, we're going to get to this later today, but I, I urge you to stay around for the whole story. Um, he was the poster child um, of domestic terrorism, blue collar male, upset, crazy. He, he got the memo started. Right? Uh, yeah. Isn't he mm-hmm. the guy? Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 So here's the real story. What you didn't know about Sam was that his daughter had been raped in the bathroom by a guy who occasionally wears a skirt to school. The school board was trying to cover it up. He went to school the, uh, to pick up his daughter. Um, the, the police were called on him. They said, it's no big deal. And he said, um, I believe my daughter that she was raped. They called the police on him. They just escorted him to the hospital where they did a rape kit analysis on her. She had been raped. They didn't want to say anything about it. They tried to sweep it under and he was at the podium and he was about to expose this when some leftist came up and said you know i don't believe your daughter and he he as a dad just kind of went nuts but that's the guy Mm. his daughter was raped and that's why the fbi is saying he's a domestic terrorist Hello, America. Get to your school board and run for your school board. Take your schools back from these unions and from these communists. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We have Chris Stewart on talk about uh, the uh, FBI coming up in just a second. American Financing is there to help you reduce your monthly bills and to to help you start saving more money. Uh, Look, in in a year, you could save $12,000. How about about, uh, $6,000? If you could save 500 bucks a month, wouldn't it be worth it? You could just by lowering the interest rate on your mortgage with a refi. And if you roll in your high interest credit card debts, you're going to save a buttload of money. And believe me, you will thank me for it later. Take a moment and call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 
They're a mortgage lender, but they're not going to recommend something like a refi unless it's really going to help you out financially. No tricks, no gimmicks, just financial help. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now. Mark Levin, Stephen Crowder, Pat Gray, Glenn Beck, and Stu Does America, all part of your subscription to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. So we all know that the FBI has been uh, unleashed by Merrick Garland, our uh, our attorney general. And he is uh, he's saying that, you know, there's been terroristic threats. Well, we find out today that Loudoun County, Virginia, the school board meeting uh, where um, one of the parents was arrested and he, I guess, is the catalyst um, he was arrested for being disorderly, yada, yada, yada. Um, and it been suggested now that it was a form of domestic terrorism. Uh, we found out now that uh, his daughter had been raped in the bathroom by a, quote, transgender student, a student that just identified as bisexual and wears a skirt from time to time. Uh, when you hear the whole story, it is remarkable. Uh, the school district knew it. They were trying to cover it up. Thank goodness for the sheriff's department. She was taken to a hospital after the school said that she had been beaten up. No, she had been she had been raped and the rape kit told the story. And as they cover it up, uh, that kid goes on to rape or at least sexually batter another kid in school. And the um, the uh, the at, at the uh, meeting with the school board. The superintendent said, to my knowledge, we don't have any record of assaults occurring in our restrooms. Board chair said, have we had any issues involving transgender students in our bathroom or locker room? The answer is yes. This is why the dad went nuts. You would have gone nuts, too. Now the FBI doing the dirty work uh, for the leftists and for the unions and school boards. They're out of control. They're now looking uh, into parents. Because you don't have a right. Chris Stewart is with us. He's a congressman. uh, And he has written a letter to A.G. Garland demanding answers. Uh, Welcome to the program. Chris. Hey, good morning, Glenn. Look, it's it's interesting to see who Attorney General Garland, he has shown who he really is. And if we go to bed tonight, thankful for one thing, it's that he was not put on the Supreme Court because he can try to destroy our country for four years. But at least least he won't be doing it for 40 years, which he would have been. But this is just beyond outrageous, Glenn. I mean, look how how quickly things have changed in a matter of months. We've gone from Trump is a fascist to Trump supporters are fascist terrorists to young people like my daughter who's expecting and thus does not want to take the vaccine right now. She's a domestic terrorist. To parents who love their kids and are scared to death of the poison that's being taught in schools are now domestic terrorists. And this attorney general is going after them and turning a blind eye to everything else that's going on in the world. It's it's unimaginable to me. So you wrote a letter to the attorney general and you asked for five questions to be answered. You want to go through them? Well, I, and, and to be clear, too, it's not just me, Glenn, and this is good because there were 60 of us who joined on this letter. And I don't know, I don't know 
I'm searching my memory. I don't know of any effort like this that had 60 members of Congress who signed on within a few days. But essentially, the five questions are, you make this accusation that parents, as I said, concerned parents who are going to their school board and are just voicing their concerns. And by the way, the extreme majority of them, the vast majority of them are doing so in a very patient and reasonable way. And from that, you've lurched to, as, as we've said already, they are a threat of domestic terrorism. So basically, show us the evidence. Show us the evidence of where you have reached this conclusion. And secondly, we want to know how you reach this conclusion, not only the evidence, but what kind of coordination took place between the White House and activist groups and teachers unions and the Department of Justice, because you know that there was. In fact, we have evidence that there was. And in fact, the White House is the ones who initiated this. They asked for these activist groups to write this inflammatory letter to the Department of Justice saying they were intimidated and that they felt threatened. And then giving the Department of Justice, Attorney General Garland, the excuse to say, "Okay, well, we have to uh, we have to respond for finally this. Why in the world is this not a local law enforcement issue? Right. If you're not intent on intimidating, harassing and silencing parents, if you, it, why won't you let the, the local law enforcement agencies who are perfectly capable of dealing with an activist who gets out of line? Why do you have to bring in the heavy hand of the Department of Justice and the FBI unless your intention is to silence and intimidate? And I tell you, I wish every parent would go to the next school board meeting. I don't care when it is. Please go and just show your presence so that we can show Attorney General Garland that this is going to have the exact opposite effect of what he hoped for. So, Chris, uh, I mean, they don't answer letters. They don't answer Congress. They don't answer to anybody anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of it it feels like a United Nations reprimand at this point. Oh, gee. Yeah. Well, a strongly worded letter, as we all say in in satire, right? Right. Uh, And unfortunately, Glenn, it's one of the few tools that we have. I mean, we don't control the House. If if we controlled the House, if I were chairman of the committee in a year, we could hold hearings and we could subpoena and we could demand that they come in and they can't ignore subpoenas. Um, but when Nancy Pelosi is in charge and when Chuck Schumer's in charge, there's very few tools that we have. Now, it can be a benefit. For example, you and I are talking about it right now. So it does help to raise awareness. And eventually, he is going to have to answer this letter in some fashion. Now, it might be three months from now, and he might say, well, we're still working on it. That's probably what he will do. I have no illusions at all that he's working every night late into, you know, to one or two o'clock in the morning trying to you know, answer this letter to these Republican members of Congress. I'm not foolish. I know that he's not. But it's one of the few tools we have, and it's one of the few ways that we can help, uh, help the public become aware and also, Glenn, so the people know we're infuriated by it as well. That we're not just passively watching and sitting by. We feel the same way that parents feel about this. So, I mean, two years is going to be very long. I mean, how long has he been in office? Ten months? Nine months? Look at how our country, and I don't think, I mean, I, probably, I, I believe you probably believe the same thing. A year from now, this country is going to be radically different. Radically different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of the things... Go ahead. 
I'm sorry, Glenn, I didn't mean to interrupt, but one of the things that, I mean, people re- reflect to me all the time, and they, and, they, and they say to me all the time, and, and you and I feel it, it's not just that things are changing, it's they're changing so fast. You can't wrap your head around one issue, and three more issues have already gone by you. And, and certainly that's their intention. <clears throat> their intention is to flood the beach. I mean, they, they revealed this on the stay in office. We are going to flood the beach. They're not going to be able to keep up. They won't be able to object because we will go so so quickly and so broadly across our society. And when you look at what he's accomplished or unaccomplished in uh, in eight months or nine months, and you think, how do we live through four years? I do think you reach a point of critical mass where they've done pretty much all they can do. I mean, what a, you've already tried to destroy the military. You've already destroyed Department of Justice, FBI, now school boards, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, at some point, they may run out of targets, but it's <laughs> to leave our country, as you said, a really different place. Yeah, I, uh, I have to tell you, Chris, uh, I mean, you know, this all makes sense if you look at it as, you know, something I said a long time ago, the enemy of the future will be chaos. And we all know who the author of chaos is. What they're creating is not only chaos, but gridlock. Look at our airplanes. Airplanes not flying. Southwest not able to fly. Why? Because... Because uh, the pilots uh, are are on a sick out and it's going to happen all over. And if if it doesn't work to change Southwest's mind, Friday, those guys are gone. Friday, the police officers are gone. You won't have enough pilots. You won't have enough police. You won't have enough anything to be able to pull ourselves back from the brink. To me, this is this is a computer uh, that all of the all of the apps are starting to freeze on you. The only thing you can do is push the reset button. And I think that's what they're trying to cause. They're just everything they're doing is throwing monkey. This is sabotage, sabotage. Yeah, yeah, Glenn, I, I just couldn't agree more. There's two things that, that will be the outcome of this, and both of them are horrible. Number one is they just want to break faith with the American people. They want the American people to look at the government, to look at institutions, to look at everything from religion to Department of Justice, to pick an institution, and just to conclude they don't work anymore. And and the point of that is being, well, maybe our nation is so broken that we really should just start over. Yep. And if we're going to start over, then what will we do? And you know what they're going to suppose. But there's also another element to this, and that is the United States, whether we like it or not, Glenn, we are the light and the example to the world. And it allows them to go to President Xi in China or leaders in the Middle East or, or Vladimir Putin in Russia and say, look at that mess. Do you really want to be like that? It allows those leaders to go to their own people and to say, look at the United States, what a mess. Do you really want to be like that? But stick with me and we're going to avoid that kind of chaos. We're going to avoid that kind of hatred and emotion and the disruption. And th- I mean, those two things, as I said, it changes our future. It changes the future for our children. If we can't keep a core together of people saying, no, I love my country. My country is not perfect, but my country is not, is not, uh, is not completely broken. And if we can't go to the rest of the world and say, look, we, we're struggling right now, but you got to stay with us. We're going to fix it. We can get through this because we can, but it's going to be a real fight to do it. Chris, thank you so much. Um, God bless you. God bless you. Keep up the thank fight. You, thank you. Bye-bye. Chris hey, Stewart. Hey, yep. What? 
as you can say, we got we got to stay optimistic. We got to stay in, in the fight because you know uh, we can't just lose faith in our future. I know you feel that way, Glenn. You have said that to me many times. Yeah, uh, we uh, we're in it. We're in it. Uh, we're in it until it one way or another. We're we're all in. Thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate it. Uh, I urge you to go to your school board meeting. Even if you're not having this problem, you need to st- send a very clear message nationally. We are in charge of our children, not you. Everyone, everyone must go to their local school board meeting. You have to be there. All right. Our uh, sponsor this half hour is Patriot Mobile. This is a great, great organization that is working with you they are fighting the good fight on the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. I mean, they, they put their money where their mouth is. This is, quite honestly, an uh, organization that was developed to, instead of going to people with their hand out and create a 501c3 and, uh, hey, how can we raise money to fight against communists and authoritarians? Um, why don't we, why don't we build a great company that people can use and then we'll take our money and we'll, we'll start, you know, working against those authoritarian ideas. That's what Patriot mobile. That's, that was the idea on how to start it. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Now they have built a great service around the same cell towers as the major carriers. You're going to get the same great service, half the cost, half the cost. And they are using their money and their influence to be able to stop the bleed of this nation and start to heal its wounds. It's PatriotMobile.com slash back. We all better hang together or we will hang separately. Support those companies that are standing for America. PatriotMobile.com slash back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. I want to play some. Uh, I want to play some interesting audio for you. This is NPR encouraging people who have had the vaccine to tattle at work. Listen. What would it take you to report an unvaccinated coworker? Someone on the internet said they do it for a bag of flaming hot Cheetos. So here's the thing. Soon, there's going to be a federal vaccination mandate for all companies that employ more than 100 people. But OSHA, the agency responsible for enforcing workplace safety, has fewer than 2,000 inspectors across the country. Now listen to this. And there's, what, 8 or 9 million workplaces, so you can do the math. It's a former OSHA enforcement director that my colleague Andrea Shu talked to this week. So what's OSHA going to do? Well... If an employee files a complaint, and if they allege a serious hazard, then OSHA wants to get out there as soon as possible to investigate the complaint. And if a company isn't complying, they can be charged up to $13,600, or 10 times more than that for repeated violations. Mm -hmm. Slightly more expensive than a bag of hot Cheetos. Come get us. Uh, This is is amazing. Here's NPR encouraging Americans to rat on one another. By the way, I look at, you know, the the mask now, not on everyone, but on many people almost as a black shirt. I mean, it's a symbol now of I'm on this side of the issue and not entirely. There are a lot of people that still feel like I have, you know, other conditions or whatever. 
And I think, quite honestly, Texas is the right kind of is the right kind of attitude. There are some that wear the masks. There are some that don't. The masks don't make any difference, Stu. Do the masks make any difference? And not not N95. Right. Regular. Wouldn't it make sense if you actually cared about? I mean, if you really wanted to wear the mask and protect yourself, wouldn't you be wearing an N95 by now? What's the purpose of wearing less lower quality masks when they're now available? You can get them anywhere. Mm-hmm. Any 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 Home Depot will carry them for you, and they do protect you, right? N95s actually do work. So why don't why doesn't the government encourage people who are concerned about this to wear those? Mm-hmm. Instead, they tell everyone to wear cloth masks. Now, let's they don't do anything. Even if they did do something though, you'd be re- you'd be requiring other people to help you get through this issue. Why wouldn't you just ha- encourage people to take care of it themselves? They can wear an N95 whenever they want. Whenever they want, and they can stop it for themselves. But yet, the government never recommends this behavior. Why? Why? Uh, because uh, they're striving for the Great Reset. Mm. They're trying to pit us against each other. I mean, now we're talking about health care being raised, prices raised. If you don't have a vaccine, all the things we warned you about <laughs> with universal health care are now being put in place. Yeah, there you go. Back in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, let's talk about the covenant. Oh, so funny. You know that happened in Israel, where they won't sell Ben and Jerry's ice cream. The uh, hmm. covenant, the Old Testament stories. It is really important that we find a way to get these biblical stories back into our culture and make them real. I don't know if you've. I don't know if you've seen uh, the Chosen, but it is really, really good. There is now the covenant that is in uh, production, and they have written it with Andrew Clavin, yeah. who is great. I mean, Andrew Clavin involved in this is going to be fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, they would like you to invest in the project. Uh, KOTV, C-A-Y-O-T-V dot com slash back. That's KOTV dot com slash back. Uh, these things take a lot of money, and uh, we have to start financing our own things. We have to get... Uh, these stories out there and we are able to do it now but we don't have access to the big money we need average people to help invest in these things so the covenant from kotv c-a-y-o-t-v dot com slash back if you would like to make an impact on the culture help produce the covenant it is a uh, multi-year television series where all of the Bibles of the the stories of the Old Testament are told correctly. KOTV.com slash Beck. America and welcome to Tuesday. There is a lot going on in our country and I don't know how we bring it back together unless we come back on our founding principles. That's what brought us together in the first place, the Bill of Rights. 
But nobody's talking about that. And now the left and the right are both talking about maybe it's time for a national divorce. Good heavens, what does that even look like? Well, probably pretty bad involving a revolution. But are we already in a revolution and we don't know it? That we take on in 60 seconds. Imagine if you had to live entirely on food that had little or no nutritional value every single day. Now, as a person that finds great nutritional value in heavy cream, uh, I don't like that idea uh, at all. The first reaction would be, mm, no, of course. Uh, you know, if if you would... Uh, buy into these kinds of things we'd have scurvy well how are dogs how are dogs surviving the way they are when they eat kibble food because there's almost no nutrition in kibble food because it's all been sterilized that's why you want rough greens to put on it rough greens is not a dog food it's a supplement that you sprinkle on the dog's food it contains vitamin minerals uh, omega oils antioxidants all the stuff that, you know, your wife tries to get you to eat because it is alive. It comes in a little Ziploc bag uh, and, you know, you, you get it once a month uh, and you put it on your dog's food and it will make a difference in your dog's life. A huge difference. I've seen it in Uno. Get a free bag right now just to see if your dog will eat it. Uh, some dogs don't like it. Most dogs love it. But if your dog will eat it, then call back and get a full bag of Rough Greens and watch the difference in your dog. It's roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-GLEN-33. Call them today. Tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, the divided states of America. Is it time for a national divorce? The author of the new book, The Dying Citizen, Victor Davis Hansen, is with us now. Uh, Victor, how are you, sir? Very good, Glenn. Thank you for having me. So I heard you say a couple of weeks ago that we're already in a revolution, but we don't know it. Only one side is really fighting it. Can you make that case here? Yeah, I think what's happened is the majority of the people, based on polls of these new cycle events, whether it's the border or critical race theory or stagflation or Afghanistan, all of them are a pretty traditional electorate. But the left has about 30% of the support, but they have all the institutions. They have the media, Silicon Valley, academia, K-12, through Hollywood, entertainment, professional sports. So that's a megaphone. And we feel like this bi-coastal from Boston to Miami or from Seattle to San Diego that each look out respectively on the EU or the globalization in Asia, that they're the whole country. But they're not. And they exercise an inordinate amount of cultural power. So I don't think that we're evenly divided. I think the majority of us want a traditional America. So two to one, they want Columbus Day. Joe Biden is now at 38 percent. And so when they see what's going on, they say this is not America. So I don't think we're going to have a civil war because the left has inordinate uh, megaphone power, wattage or voltage, but they don't have the number of people. And I think all it takes on our part is for people to say, you know, I've had enough and it's time for me to start to invest more time 
in going to a school board meeting or coming out to vote or giving money to a candidate. And, and we're not as good. We, we have our community, our family, our traditions that we worry about, but we're not 24-7, 360 degrees like the left is focused on politics. And I think now that's going to end. Otherwise, the citizenship's going to be dead. I we have, have no choice. I've, I've seen this and uh, been on the front lines, as I know you have been. We, for some strange reason, the, the left doesn't have a problem just giving money like crazy. Uh, they give money to these, these crazy institutions. Uh, the Tides Foundation has found a way to, in my opinion, launder money uh, so you can give it to the most extreme people without your name being on it. And the, the right, they're looking, and I think this is actually wise, but they're looking for return on investment. Uh, and sometimes that return doesn't come in the next election. Uh, no, it doesn't. Right. And, and so how do we change this? Well, I think we have to identify the problem. The left is not anymore the middle class. It's the party of the hyper-wealthy and the very subsidized poor. We're the party, the Republican or conservative, whatever term we use loosely, is the upper middle and middle and lower middle class. And we don't have the culture that the left wealthy likes, and we don't have the romance that they 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 show to the poor, and they despise us. But we got to remember that this new wealth, if we look at the Fortune 400, Glenn, it's not the old oil and transportation and construction, these pragmatic businesses or minerals or timber that people who ran them and corporations who profited from knew something about the physical world. They're all tech and finance and Wall Street, and they're all adept at, at at tapping the 7 billion person global market and their ideology reflects their, the bottom line, globalism, et cetera. And they're left wing because they feel they're never going to be subject to the ramifications of their ideology. They have the money and the influence to navigate around, uh, you know, if you're John Kerry, you take a private jet and talk about climate change. If right. you're Nancy Pelosi, you praise the teachers union, you put your kids in private school. So we're up against a left wing multi-million and multi-billionaire class. And I don't think we quite grasp that. And because class is really the issue, not race. And they keep saying race, race, race. But, you know, Oprah and Margaret, um, Meghan Markle and the Obamas and LeBron, these are not exploited people, even though they say they are. And, and But we're, we're really hung up on this identity politics as the left does not want to talk about the party they've become, an elitist, bicoastal, globalist, arrogant uh, party that wants to talk down to the middle class. Do you think that's changing? Do you think it's being exposed and is it being exposed fast enough? I don't know if it's being exposed fast enough, but I know that they're very uh, upset and they're paranoid that people are starting to say to the left, you people are racist because you're obsessed with race and you people are very wealthy and you're elitist and you're privileged and we're not going to take it anymore. And they're starting to think, wow, aren't Mexican-American communities on the border in the San Joaquin Valley, aren't they supposed to do what we tell them? Why are they not doing what we tell them? And a lot of people are saying, if you turn your power over to these people, you will be paying $5 a gallon like it is in California for gas. Your electricity will be unaffordable. Your kids will be not given an empirical education. They're going to, and it's not for your going good. It's for their sense of acquiring and sustaining and perpetuating their own power. These are, these are people right out of the Jacobin Revolution in France or the Bolshevik. They're not Democrats. 
I think everybody's got to realize that we're not dealing with Harry Truman or even Bill Clinton Democrats. This is a, a, a radical fringe that's got the money and the influence and the institutions that took over the Democratic Party. So how do we fight this? I think we're doing what you're doing, and I think there's avenues, there's podcasts, there, there's blogs, there's talk radio, and people are getting angry, and they're starting to say, you know what? If the science says acquired immunity is good as vaccination, and I've had COVID, then I'm not going to get vaccinated. Otherwise, I would ask the people who've been vaccinated to go get COVID so they would have double indemnity too, like you want me to have it. So they're starting to expose the whole uh, illogic of this left, of Dr. Fauci, of General Milley, of John Brennan, of James Clapper, these unelected. I think there's really a pushback, and it's getting heated now, but I think people have to sustain it. You saw the pilots at Southwest and the governor of Texas. These are not crazy people. They're, they're going back to the principles of foundations, and we believe in a strong middle class that lives within defined borders, that is not tribal, and doesn't you know, privilege race over, you know, merit. And we're not going to throw away the Constitution in the 233rd year of a republic. We're just not going to do it. And I think a lot of people are starting to wake up, but we've got to sustain it and, and encourage them that they're not crazy. Because that's what they want us to believe, that we're all cranks or transphobes or nuts and we're all alone. And we're going to be canceled. And oh, how you, and I get an email every day. I used to read your history books, but now I throw them against the wall. They're all the, can, the same email that people send. And I think you get even more than I do. And everybody does that. But mm -hmm. that should encourage us to speak out, not to be coward or, you know. Yeah, I think the, the reason why the FBI has been called out is, uh, one, their arrogance. They think that they can get away with anything and their arrogance will be their undoing. Um, but also because we're winning. They, they, they would we, we not do something like this if it wasn't making a difference. They're terrified of that. It, they are. And would, did you ever think, Glenn, that we would live to a day when the Wall Street Journal writes an op-ed and says, given the status of the FBI, it should be disbanded and broken up and recalibrated and started all fresh? No. That's a pretty revolutionary thing to say in the Wall Street Journal, but that was there last week. And so when you have people with that status saying the FBI of James Comey or Andrew McCabe or Kevin Kleinsmith is corrupt, Lisa Page, Peter Strzok, and you can't be fixed because they're unelected judicial, you know, legislative, executive power, all in one person or all in a cadre in Washington, and they're corrupt, and we can't fix it, so let's just get rid of it and start over. That's a pretty, that makes them very afraid. And the same thing with the Pentagon. When you've got people who say, General Milley, you violated the Ch Joint Chiefs uh, advisory role. You interrupted the chain of command. You contacted your Chinese counterpart in a way that's unthinkable. And you violated Article 88 of the Uniform Code of Military Justice when you called your commander in chief a Hitlerian figure to a main journalist. You can't do that. And I think he's crazy now. I mean, he's really upset. And he can't, he can't believe people would say this. He's chairman of the Joint Chiefs. So it's starting to embolden people. And I think this is really good for democracy and what constitutional republic that we are. You know, I keep looking for a uh, Charles Sumner sort of event where somebody is going to stand up in Congress or in the Senate and say, neither side, neither of you actually care about things. You're playing a game. And I'm not playing a game. I'm I'm. You know, Roger Ailes said to me at one point, you know what your problem is? You won't play the game. And I said, no, because it's not a game for me. 
I can't believe it's a game. It that's despicable and disgusting. Uh, I think it is. I, I agree. And, and I, I think I, I most Americans feel that way. I have the same experience at Stanford. I've had people who won't speak and say, you can't do this. You're a uh, senior fellow. You're not supposed to talk like this. Or I, when I did your interview a week ago, the book shot up to number two. And all of a sudden, it went out of stock within 24 hours, even though it's been selling by orders. But they don't count books that aren't shipped. So it's never, never been in stock since. Holy 24 hours. How? They just put it out. So I did your show and another show. All of a sudden, it was number two on Amazon. And all of a sudden, it just stayed out of stock until as we speak. And then people say, well, don't worry. They're still ordering them, even though they won't count them as orders for your rankings because uh, they're not being shipped. Why aren't they being shipped? Nobody can tell me. It's the only book that was in that ranking. So they do things, if that's what happened, that that are insidious. And they, it affects all of us, and we've got to speak up against it. I think we're winning, though. I really do. I think at the midterms, for all the problems in the Republican Party, I don't think it's going to go back to Mitt Romney and John McCain and the Bushes. I really don't. I don't think people can, can run on a platform of, you know. No. Let's write off the interior of the country or, you know, no. as Jeb said, illegal immigration is an act of love. I think that's gone for good. It'll never come back. And uh, they know that. And so the candidates at least will at least mouth a new agenda that reflects the interest of working people. So I'm con confident. I, I grew up in a Democratic conservative household that did not like Republicans because they thought they were all elitist. And that was maybe pernicious to, to stereotype people. But. The Republican movement or the conservative movement is becoming more nationalist and populist and broad-based and inclusive. I never thought I'd use that word inclusive, but here in the San Joaquin Valley, I just meet so many Mexican-American middle-class people, and they are sick of the left-wing, talk-down, elitist coastal party. Oh, they should it should be. I mean, everybody should be at this point. 67% of Hispanics are saying the border policy is a disaster. It is. And you ask them why, because I, I want them to tell me. And all my friends are Mexican-American here. I'm speaking in Fresno County. And they say, Victor, I don't want people crowding the dialysis clinic for my grandmother when I pay taxes and these people walk across the border. And they don't. Or why do we uh, have to be vaccinated? And we, you know, we do. And then these people are not asked to be vaccinated. Is it better to be an illegal resident or alien than it is a citizen? And they don't have nobody. And they said, no, nobody tells us. And I said, nobody tells you because your fealty has been to the left and they take you for granted. All right. So I think that the Democrats are very worried about it. Let me uh, take a one minute break back with Victor Davis Hanson. Uh, the name of his book is The Dying Citizen. Buy it, even though it's, quote, out of stock. Uh, buy it anyway, because all of that should build up and he should be at number one for at least the week when it comes back in stock and they can ship. Um, we'll continue here in one minute. First, people who don't live with mild to severe frequent pain don't understand the extent of what pain can do. It can rule your life. Pain like that puts you in a place where you're susceptible for the feelings of depression and hopelessness and even worthlessness. It demands I mean, it, 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 it takes away your quality of life. There is nothing in my life that has been more, um, I don't know, just harder for me to take as a, as a, as a man 
than having my wife have to get up in the morning because my hands were too, uh, too, I had too much pain. She had to button my shirts and tie my shoes. And it was horrible. Live that way for a while. And I found relief factor. It's worked for me. Please try it. Try the three-week quick start trial pack for $19.95. Three-week quick start trial pack for $19.95. It's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. 10 seconds, station ID. Victor Davis Hanson, senior fellow at the Hoover Institute and also the author of the book that you should buy, The Dying Citizen. He has actual things in it that we all should be doing uh, to be able to save our nation. Um, we were talking about revolution and, you know, I really don't like this talk. People are like, we, we should secede. I mean, Texas has been I lived here in 1980, what, 1985, and they were talking about seceding. So. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Texas is always on that boat. Um, but I don't like that because I don't want to secede. I just, we're the ones that like the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. They don't. So, I mean, I'm not in revolution. They are. I think that's right, Glenn. I'm speaking from a house on my farm that I'm the sixth generation to live here. And I don't, when I think of my wonderful parents and grandparents and what they told me about their parents and grandparents, my great, great, why should I leave just because the state's gone insane? And here there's a lot of good people in California. In fact, I've discovered over my lifetime that the most conservative traditional people in the United States live in the conservative red areas of California. They're wonderful people. Why should they have to leave just because a a coastal culture has hijacked the state that used to elect Ronald Reagan or George Dugmasian or Pete Wilson? And I, and I know how it happened. They opened the border and they changed the demography. And then they got $5 trillion in market capitalization in Silicon Valley and poured money. And then the middle class got disgusted and said, why pay these high taxes and get such terrible education? And I'm leaving to Idaho or Nevada. But I don't think that's the right strategy. I think we need to fight and take back these states because I don't think these people are in the majority. I think they, they're, they're just it's an illusion because they have so much money and they have, it's sort of like the Jacobins in the French revolution or the Bolsheviks. They were never the, they were never the majority and the Jacobins failed because people stood up to them, but the Bolsheviks won because they intimidated everybody. And then when they took power, everybody said, wow, they're just, they were just a minority of opinion. So how did they do it? So let let me go here. We've got less than two minutes now for, for an answer, but um, you know, I've studied revolutions for the last 20 years. They have, they, now, you could claim that they had the military. They've eviscerated uh, the police. They have the media. They have the banks. Uh, they have the judges. They, I mean, they really have absolutely everything that you need for a revolution. So what do they we do, have? We have, uh, <laughs> we have almost everybody from Colonel Down in the military. It, all the polls show it. This this woke Pentagon thing is one, two, three, four star among careerists, people who want to revolve into the corporate boardroom when they retire and don't want to offend their corporate people. We have the people who buy products. 
We have the people who have the checking accounts. We have the people that take the mortgages out. And we didn't really know that. We didn't know how much power that exercises. So when the American Airlines or Delta says, you know what, you guys have to learn that an ID is racist in these new voting laws in Georgia and Texas. And the people said, well, then why do we have to have an ID to get on your plane? And why can't you get your call waiting down from seven hours on the helpline? Or why does your plane have no fuel? And then guess what? They start to shut up. And that was just an inkling that these people are actually quite cowardly, Glenn. They, they, they bully people, but when people push back, they think, wow. There's more of them than there are of us, and yeah. they don't listen to our money and our title and our letters after our name. So I think it's a, I think there's hope. Victor Davis Hanson, senior fellow at the Hoover Institution, author of The Dying Citizen. Grab it. Pick it up now. The Dying Citizen. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, when you drive down the road and something is going wrong with your car, there's just not a worse feeling. I mean, especially when you don't have a warranty. Every sound, everything that happens to your car, you're like, wait, what, what is that? What is that? Have you seen that some of the, the used cars now are up 50%, 50%. You're buying used cars, like with the price almost of, of new cars. In some cases, more than news car, new cars, because you can't get them. I mean, what are we, Cuba? We have to take care of our cars. If your car does not have a warranty, you need coverage, and CarShield does it. You can customize a plan with CarShield, and it'll save you time, money, and hassle. And uh, when, it, when something happens to your car or your truck, I'm telling you, you are going to save a lot of money, and you are going to be so glad you did this. Visit carshield.com slash Beck. Save 10% right now. carshield.com slash Beck. carshield.com slash Beck. Deductible may apply. Make sure to subscribe to blazetv.com at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Here is a uh, an airline pilot uh, talking about why he's standing against the vaccine mandate. I've been an airline pilot for 18 years, and now I'm facing an ultimatum. Not a choice, but an ultimatum. I'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot, I must be vaccinated, which really means I have to choose between putting food on the table for my family and my freedom of choice. Whether you believe in vaccination is the right thing to do or not, the situation goes far beyond health. We, the American people, have fought for freedom for 257 years. We go around the world spreading ideas of freedom and democracy. We help other countries and people fight for their freedoms, while ours are being stripped away. You may think being forced to wear a mask or get a vaccination is insignificant. But when you begin to compile mandate after mandate and loss of freedom after freedom, it becomes very significant. As each thing is taken away, we face what is known as the shifting baseline syndrome. This syndrome changes our idea of a new and acceptable normal. Soon, we will not remember what it was like to have the freedoms we once did. Our children and our grandchildren will experience less freedom and they won't have the privilege or the pleasure 
to enjoy the same choices our parents had or that we have. If we give in to these mandates and we do not stand up for our freedom of choice, we dishonor every armed service person over the last 257 years. A disservice to the people who have fought and bled for the very freedoms we enjoy. Whether you believe in vaccination or not, I'm standing up for your freedom of choice. You may support the vaccine mandates because they fall in line with your current beliefs. But if we let this happen now, there will be a day when what you're told to do will not fall in line with your beliefs. Amen. If we do not stand together and fight back in one voice, soon we could be told where to live, what job we will do, what religion to believe, and how many children we can have. Do you really want someone telling your children or your grandchildren what, when, and how they will live every minute of their lives? It's time we take a stance. It's time we fight for our freedom of choice while we still can. I, I agree. And it might sound crazy to people who are, you know, uh, not really paying attention or the mask mandate falls in line with their thinking. But it is true. All of the people that uh, are with the mask mandate now, most of them, uh, are the same ones that told us about um, uh, that, that, that uh, rationing would never happen, that uh, death panels wouldn't happen, uh, that, you know, you they're never going to raise the price of your uh, insurance or make you a, pri a, a pariah if you didn't fall into line. These are all things that we said these are logical outcomes if you are providing health care and you're the federal government, they have a right to tell you how much to eat. I told you there would come a time that you would be wearing a watch or something that would monitor to be able to see. Are you exercising? Are you eating right? How many calories are you having? Well, we're here now. You have that. And they just haven't implemented it. But that is what's happening. You say vaccine mandate. Well, why would we mandate vaccine? And I'm being serious. Why would we mandate vaccines for everybody when we know the biggest com uh, com comorbidity uh, factor is obesity? You should have to lose weight. If you don't, you're costing us too much money. If you don't do these things, then you don't get anything. They have you under control. And the worst thing that can happen with this type of development is if it happens gradually. Yes. Because if it, I, the American people would be shocked to deal with the situation you're talking about. But when it happens slowly, like it is, it becomes, uh, but, you know, is, but is it, I mean, yes, it is it, on the, it, on the healthcare stance, but yeah. look at what's happening to the airlines. And I want you to understand this. What, what is build back better? What is it? The it, most uncomfortably awkward thing to say yes, in U.S. history. But it is the slogan for the Great Reset. When your computer is is locked and none of the apps work, what do you do? You unplug it and plug it back in or turn right. it off and turn it back on. Right. And it goes back to the original factory okay, settings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. This Great Reset, it will be the same thing. Your airlines won't be working. You won't be able to travel. 
people are going to lose their jobs. Inflation will be out of control. The police system and the justice system won't be working. And somebody will say, this just doesn't work anymore. Yes, that is the plan. And they have the new system to drop it into. What you will mean is we've got to go back to normal. But as this airline pilot just uh, said, you won't even remember normal. You won't remember normal. That's true. We have already have a giant amount of our health care that goes through the government. I mean, I, I think it would be a, an incredible wake up call for people if the government started just doing these things and they said you know what you have to be uh, uh, less than 1800 calories a day to get this health care then people would have a choice between private health care and the government health care where they did monitor what you did and they did monitor your weight and they did harass you about the things you eat and we talk all these things as if they're nightmares maybe they'd be great warnings to people to get off yeah. of government health care correct and stop encouraging and voting so for you, people who, who want it do you know why southwest is not giving in uh to the employees while they're you know the the unions are pushing back mm -hmm. uh you have their employees that are definitely not walking out that's no this was just weather patterns even though there was no weather issue all went all uh weekend and they had what 10 times the cancellations yeah. of every other airline right yeah. uh they um uh, they are they're doing this because they've already taken money from the government they are a government contractor they get two percent of their money in government contracts so when you're a government contractor, you have no choice unless you drop the government con uh, contract. Well, they don't want to drop that 2%. Uh, also, in addition to that, are they going to bail us out if we go under? The FAA is, I mean, is, I mean could so easily become Gestapo uh, for any airline. The FAA can just destroy you as an airline if it's weaponized. You don't think they'll weaponize the FAA? Well, they that's why are, you have to wear masks on planes, right? Yes. You notice that you walk into, depending on which state you're in, of course, but most places you walk into, you don't have to wear masks anymore. There's, you know, it's changed quite a bit from the past, over just over the past six months. But it, there is no place where it's stricter than on an airplane. No place. Now, we have high-level filtration there. There's no reason for an airplane to be a place that would would pass COVID in any large amounts. We have no record of that. We have no information that supports that. Uh, but they're crazy on planes with you and your mask because that's one of the things they can control. Joe Biden can basically just say, I want it. Mm -hmm. And that's why you don't want things under the government's control Correct. like this. Correct. This is why we need to minimize these things, not maximize them. We're going the opposite direction we should be. So I, I encourage these airlines and these employees to walk out. Walk out. I encourage you as a uh, as a uh, uh, teacher, get out of the union right now. I don't think that it's any difference with the teachers union as it is with the unions uh, for the um, uh, for the airlines or any other union. If your union has been part of the problem and they are in with the federal government, get out of that union right now. You have to start showing them pain. And yes, you do have to start taking a risk. But if you won't take a risk for your children and children's children, 
we're going to lose and all of our children will lose. We all are at risk today. Our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. We want freedom for our children, and they are boiling us slowly. Amtrak, I hear, is next, uh, which, I mean, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great if Amtrak? By the way, the shortages are coming. Retailers are now saying, uh, good luck getting a Christmas tree. A Christmas tree in America. A Christmas tree. Oil prices continue to surge today. Seven-year record. This is the highest uh, oil has been since Halloween 2014. Two years. Two years before Donald Trump. This is the highest gas has been. I'm telling you, California is probably at $5 a gallon. The rest of the country will be at five, six, seven, eight dollars a gallon. All of these things, uh, all of these things are coming, and they are intentional. They are intentional. All of the things that they're doing now just couldn't be done. Just truly could not be done uh, in in happenstance. All of these things that are happening are happening. Because it is planned. This isn't Joe Biden just being out of control. This is a takeover, a hostile takeover, a revolution from the inside out, from the top down. I'll show you. I'll give you an example next. All right. I I want you to um, I want you to get a set of books. Set of books is for the Tuttle Twins. The Tuttle Twins books, I mean, it took me a long time before I read Road to Serfdom. And once I read Road to Serfdom, I got it. I'm like, oh my gosh. And you realize that this was written right after World War II. And they were warning, don't do it, don't do it, don't go down this road. We're well down that road. Now, it's going to be, I mean, it took me until I was in my 30s to read Road to Serfdom. How about if you have a book that could teach this to your children and quite honestly, you, uh, I mean, because most of us haven't read some of these things. If you could get that book in a children's book to be able to read it to your kids. I know. I know. It sounds like, oh, I want to read, you know, uh, Good Night Moon. Well, not really the time to read Good Night Moon. Time to make sure that our kids understand what's going on. The Tuttle Twins series, they're having a great um, sale right now, 35 disc, 35% discount on their books, plus they're giving away the activity workbooks at no additional cost. Every parent should have these books. Every grandparent should have these books. Go right now to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the discount. Keep your kids Sane in a crazy socialist world, it's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. If you don't believe me that, um, you know, this isn't 
This isn't planned. Let me just let me just go over who's in this administration. We have Kamala Harris. She's the uh, she's the one that has been put in charge of the border. She's going to go find mm. the root causes. Doing a great job. Uh, yeah, there's 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 nothing. She's not even making public appearances uh, now. Um, then you have Antony Blinken. His appearance before the Senate made it clear he has no answers for what happened in Afghanistan. He said they had no idea the Taliban would advance so, so, so fast. He had no real plan to get Americans out. Thirteen U.S. service members died. Um, there are at least 100 Americans left behind enemy lines, thousands of green card holders. Uh, but he has abandoned them. Then he managed to anger France by announcing a nuclear submarine deal with Australia with little notice. That you, Biden had no idea even was happening. Yeah, right. Crazy. Uh, then you have Janet Yellen. During her confirmation, she promised she would be a voice for fiscal sanity. <laughs> uh, she's going to bat right now for the $3.5 trillion and probably much more spending plan after trillions of stimulus. She now seems to think that despite, you know, what you're paying at the grocery store, interest rates won't rise and neither will inflation. Uh, our increasing astronomical 23 trillion in national debt won't be a drag. Then you have Lloyd Austin. Besides what happened in Afghanistan, he knows now that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, secretly went behind President Trump's back to assure the Chinese he would tip them off. He has yet to take any actions for that. Merrick Garland bowing to the teachers union school boards who call parents upset over critical race theory and mask mandates, domestic terrorists. He got the FBI involved. We found out late last week that his son in law and his daughter are making millions, millions off of uh, the school boards. And even if it was this huge problem with the school boards, what jurisdiction does the FBI have over local school boards? Has nothing to do None. with it. Nothing to do with it. Secretary of Interior, uh, they moved uh, the Bureau of Land Management to Colorado under Trump, but nobody wants to live in uh, the western states from Washington, so they moved it back, and they uh, put Dev uh, Holland in charge, and she, of course, was involved in tree spiking. She's in charge of our public grazing lands. Tom Vilisak, Secretary of Agriculture, he has been pushing for capital gains tax, which would make it almost impossible for children to inherit farms from their uh, uh, from their parents. He's putting all kinds of regulation on farmers. The Secretary of Congress, uh, I'm sorry, of Commerce, uh, said people need corporations need to be taxed more in order to compete globally. Secretary of Labor. Uh, he said, I don't think the jobless numbers are as bad as everyone is reporting. I don't know. Check the numbers. Can you do basic math? The health and uh, human services director, he's in charge of COVID response. He doesn't even go to the meetings. Hmm. He doesn't even go to the meetings. And we haven't even gotten to Pete Buttigieg and the secretary of housing and urban development. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I know it might sound fun uh, to live like you saw those wonderful people uh, living under a bridge. Uh, uh, and that was uh, that was a fun thing to watch on our border over the past few months. You might get some wonderful recipes out of that, maybe some new friends. But honestly, you probably want to stay in your home and you probably want to stay in your bed and you probably want to live 
uh, in your uh, you know your domain. It's yours, and you can use your own bathroom. You can use your own kitchen. That's a little bit better. Stay in your home. The threat of cyber thieves now stealing your credit cards is a risk for sure, but nowhere near your biggest risk. It's talking about they're talking about taking over your home now, and they're doing it all over the country. You got to stop this before it starts with Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock is uh, taking care of one of the fastest growing crimes in America: home title fraud. You can register your address now and see if you're already a victim and don't know it yet. And the promo code is Radio for 30 risk-free days of protection. The code is Radio at HomeTitleLock.com hometitlelock.com the code is radio and the radio show starts here in just a second Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We are so glad to uh, hear from you today and and be able to gather together. We have some news on Afghanistan, some some good news uh, uh, that we shared on Saturday night. I'd like to share some of it with you in 60 seconds. Stand by. The Glenn Beck program. You know, I know I don't look a day over oh, 85, but I'm I'm actually in my 50s. And when you get into your 50s, they immediately start sending you stuff. Hey, senior, maybe it's time for you to go to the early bird special. And you're like, wait a minute. No, I don't. I don't think I want to eat at three o'clock in the afternoon. But if I do, then I could also go home and have dinner at seven. Uh huh. Anyway, um, I I joined a group uh, called AMAC, and I joined it. I mean, you can get, you can join for a lot of reasons. You can join it for the benefits; they're really really good. They have insurance discounts, travel benefits, all of the things that you would get from a seniors group. But I joined for the advocacy because I know these people. They provide everything you're looking for, but they go above and beyond and provide a whole lot more in advocacy for you in Washington because your freedom is important. AMAC members played a significant role in stopping the passage of House Resolution 1. That was the uh, Pelosi federal takeover of all the election uh, legislation. They're doing the same to stop Senate passage of House Resolution 4, another really horrible bill. These people are on uh, Capitol Hill, and they involve you. If you don't know how to help, they will help you help. AMAC, join them for the advocacy, the benefits, and the information. Most importantly, join because America needs every hand on deck now. AMAC, amac.us slash Beck. That's amac.us slash Beck. So did you see the um, the guy who was the interpreter for Joe Biden is now out of Afghanistan? Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that story for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. First of all, big news, because we talked about this when it was going on, that mm-hmm. the, the, the guy who was an interpreter in Afghanistan who helped yeah. Joe Biden as a senator 
survive a, a, a nasty bout with a blizzard. He was stuck in Afghanistan and complaining about it pretty, uh, you know, in, in a big way. Uh, and I, so I noticed it because I wanted to get an update on that story. What happened to this guy? And, and apparently he did finally get out of the country. Um, and then I was, I was reading the article. Mm-hmm. I happened to see your name in it a bunch of times, which yeah. was a very strange moment, I will say. Very strange moment. Yes. Uh, apparently, uh, Mercury One and the or Nazarene, Nazarene Fund, Fund had a lot to do with with his uh safety his safety so, <clears throat> so can you break it down because it, it was yes. it, it was a little confusing the way the story was so written. here's what here's what happened when we found out this guy was uh you know being left behind mm-hmm. we thought it was you know obviously an <laughs> an outrage thought it was pretty yes. bad mm-hmm. uh and so we moved him uh from i think he was in kabul and we moved him several hours and got him to a safe house uh, for him and his family. Um, and that move was a lot of money to move him there. Sure. Uh, and it was like $900 a night to move them because he was a high-value target. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they they moved him and moved him and moved him, and nothing was, was working. Um, then... Uh, the people that he was working with uh, said, we got to get him out on one of our planes. And we tried and we, we kept him uh, at risk. uh, I mean, at uh, safe houses away from risk almost for four or five weeks. I I mean, you knew Stu that we were getting him out. I told you, uh, and, I knew a little. I didn't know the details, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I knew a little bit about that. At least possible. Yeah. And the trouble was, no one in his family had any identification. But that's not unusual in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. In Afghanistan, they don't have birth certificates, so you know, record keeping not really been their priority right. the past couple decades. Right. Yeah. And so you know, and they don't have passports. They're not necessarily going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and and he didn't want to leave without his family. Obviously, obviously. not. Obviously not. Um, and so he was in for five or six weeks in hiding and we would take him out. There was uh, a week just I think it was last week where we took him and his family out, got him on planes and then weather cancellation. Mm. And and he had to go to another safe house because you can only use these safe houses once. And then the next day we'd get him out and we'd bring him in because it looks like we're about to take off. So we'd get him in, got him on the plane, a weather delay. Mm. And it happened like three or four times where we got him onto the plane um, and he was just getting really spooked and very, very frustrated. And as you can imagine, uh, you know, you're going to the airport over and over again, and then he just disappeared. He ghost us. Uh, we couldn't get him. Uh, he left the safe house. That's scary, too. You yeah. don't know what happened to these guys. We thought maybe scary. there was a chance that he had been kidnapped and killed, mm. and uh, uh, we couldn't get a hold of him. Uh, and we found out later that he was um, uh, he made it to the Pakistani border, and some people there helped him get across the border. So great. So so he's out. He's safe. Yeah. So the guy who helped the president and a couple of other senators back in, uh, I think it was 2000, was it 2007? Something like that. That interpreter who President Biden didn't 
was not able to get out of the country. You, along with another group, were able to actually get him to safety and then get him across the border. Yeah, we didn't get him across the border. That was another group. Well, that's why I said but we were yeah, in another yeah, group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. we, we kept him safe for about four or five weeks. It's amazing. And you mentioned this at the, the big Mercury One 10th anniversary event this, this past weekend. How many other organizations you've worked with through this? I mean, it's, yeah. it is hard. You know, like, I mean, I think in the article that I read in the New York Times, they just say Glenn Beck's group over and over again. I mean, they're not even naming the group. Yeah, I think they're the trying because I think they're trying to maybe uh, discredit it <laughs> I, or something. I guess. I, I mean, why would you call the Nazarene Fund Glenn Beck's team? It's, no, it's the Nazarene Fund. It's certainly not intended to glorify the no, effort. No, no, it's <laughs> they don't it's use really your name not. in that way. Yeah, it's really not. But it is important. There's so many other groups as well that you've worked with, and some directly, some indirectly. Uh, and uh, look, I mean, thousands of people. You yeah, mentioned this at the event. Thousands yeah. have been rescued. All of the all of the details. I can't say all of the details. Uh, many of the numbers were released uh, on Saturday night at the Mercury One um, event, and I believe the number. They don't have it in front of me, but I believe the number was sixty-seven hundred. Uh, have been uh, taken out almost every single Christian that we had on our list, including the underground churches and the underground pastors are out now. So what we set out to accomplish uh, to save the Christians and to save the underground church has now been accomplished. Also including uh, in, I don't know if this is in addition to that number, it was, you know, I know it's difficult to disclose all of it, but, Uh, American citizens, a lot of American citizens. Yeah, over, I think, over a thousand American citizens. American citizens. Um, Green card holders. And for those who, you know, because we hear green card holders a lot of times talked about in the immigration debate. And so people might not know. But these are permanent U.S. residents. Basically, they're they're like citizens, except they don't vote. Right. But they're permanent U.S. residents. These are not people who are like, oh, well, they're illegal immigrants. These are permanent U.S. residents. Thousands of of them are still left there. But I know there have been a bunch that have been rescued by Mercury One as well. Uh, Excuse me, the the Nazarene Fund. Uh, And then in addition to that, you have the SIVs, the special immigrant Mm -hmm. visas. Uh, you have uh, religious minorities uh, and we've and taken other Christ- and Christians and everything else. I mean, it's been an incredible effort. We've taken U.S. troops out. U.S. troops. We have taken How? U.S. troops out. How it's Earth? remarkable. When you hear the full story, it's it's remarkable. I wanted to uh, let you know, uh, and we began to release this stuff on Friday. Uh, there were nineteen flights. As of Friday, um, in the afternoon, there were 19 flights that we had taken off. There are about 350 uh, per flight. Uh, And by the time I made it to stage, there had been, I believe, three more flights. Isn't that what Rudy said? Two or three more flights. It was was between 900 and 1,200 people had gotten out just on Saturday uh, in between the time that we were uh, talking about, you know, the speech and me giving the speech at eight o'clock at night. Um, so things are continuing. Um, we are not done by any stretch of the imagination, but it is it's quite exhilarating. Next week, I have an interview with uh, some amazing, amazing people two two girls that helped 
200 people escape. Now, they they needed to get out as well. They were um, uh, big targets, really big targets. And uh, they helped about 200 people escape. And we finally got them uh, out. It's a r- remarkable story. They have nothing. They came to America. They actually were flown here to America and they have absolutely nothing. I mean, one of the guys had to take them to a CVS that night just to get toiletries and then the next day shopping. Um, but um, they, the reason why they came here is because they have, uh, you know, they, they could go to school here. And the Taliban, they were encouraging all these girls to go into school and they were helping all these girls to get into school. And uh, the biggest the biggest um, let's go Brandon to the mm-hmm. Taliban would be uh, to see that they go to school here and they have absolute, literally absolutely nothing. And uh, let me see if I can find this. We're setting up a fund for them. So maybe this audience would be willing to send them to school. You've already given so much. It, it's, it's just remarkable what you've done. Um, but we want to make sure that if if you are up to it, if you feel like you can uh, give, uh, we have a, uh, a fund that we want you to give to. And I'll give you that information here in a second. First, let me take a one minute break. LifeLock. October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. I've already got my tree up. How about you? This year's theme is do your part. Be cyber smart. Oh, my gosh. Is that really? Is that really the theme? That had to come from Build Back Better people. Had to have. Anyway, getting cyber smart starts with what is known as cyber hygiene, which is just the basic habits that can help keep you and your family protected from identity theft and scams and other online dangers. Things like using strong passwords, setting up a multi-factor authentication on your accounts, and of course, regularly updating software on your devices. It is important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives, and every day we put our information at risk on the Internet. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats, and they'll send you an alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. It's way better than in the old days uh, when you were pretty much on your own. Now, if something slips through, and nobody can catch everything, um, but if something slips through, you have that that dedicated restoration specialist, a whole team that will work with you. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use the promo code BECK. Save up to 25%. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK for 25% off. Go there now. 10 seconds. Station ID. So uh, it's truly amazing to um, be a part of of all of these um, just amazing times. We really are living history, and it's remarkable to 
be able to stand and be able to speak and be able to turn things around and not buy into all of the lies that you can't, you can't, you can't. Yeah. Because you can't. Make a difference. I mean, you think about this where the federal government and our, our administration just left all these people uh, there. And you'd think with a, something that big, there's nothing that we could do. I mean, if we can come together and help fund the rescue of thousands and thousands of people in a war zone under Taliban rule, certainly our school boards are obtainable, right? <laughs> certainly the goal of making sure our kids don't have to be learning CRT in their schools, certainly that's a goal that's not too far of a reach, is it? I mean, I, that seems doable. So here's the thing. Um, asthma is her name and we'd like to send her um we'd like to send her to a, a school she was going to study um finance that involves artificial intelligence and there's only a handful of schools that teach that and they're not cheap georgia tech fifty-three thousand to mit stanford carnegie mellon harvard those are all around seventy-five thousand. um we would like to send her to to school uh, as a as a a final gesture to the Taliban, she was rescued um, during the Taliban takeover, and um, we need to raise enough money for her laptops, you know, her living expenses, uh, and we want to help her with more than just tuition. Uh, she is a remarkable, a remarkable woman, and we're going to introduce her to you. Uh, next Wednesday, but uh, I'm talking to her today, and I would love to be able to surprise her uh, and say, by the way, we're going to cover your college tuition. Um, you can go find out more about the Asthma Scholarship Fund and donate. Just go to mercuryone.org and look for the Asthma Scholarship Fund. should be right on the front page, and you can donate there. Asthma Scholarship Fund. You know, one of the guys that was was there um, on Saturday night and wasn't introduced was the only Christian that was allowed into the country from Syria during the Obama administration. One, one, one. We got him in. He was uh, going to school for um, to be a pastor and um, he wanted to go back and, and be a pastor in his, in his area and he had already been accepted at Harvard, and that was the loophole that allowed us to get him in. And we helped him every step of the way. He now works for the Nazarene Fund and Mercury One. Hmm. He's an amazing, amazing guy. But he was the only Christian that was allowed in in the eight years of Obama. I was told that he was really friendly to people in need across the world and that Donald Trump was restricting. Yeah, no, uh-uh. No? No, not, not That's true. That's not... Yeah, no. Well, he did get the one in, though. He I mean, got that he one in. He only had eight years. Yeah, How many he got was that he supposed to get in? Two? Yeah, I know, I know. Three? Yeah, I know. That I would know. be incredible. <laughs> you can't get three people in in eight years. That's insane. So as we talked about on Saturday night, the other problem that we have now is we have all of these people we have about 10,000 people that are in countries that we promised we would not leave them in those countries 
and we are really working hard to get them to other countries. Uh, but it's been tough for, oh, I don't know, a myriad of reasons. Um, and so we would sure appreciate your prayers. But about half of the funds that we have now are because the really expensive part starts now. Uh, flying them overseas or whatever, and then having to do the aftercare. We don't just dump people off into cities. We provide all the aftercare. We make sure that they are, you know, uh, getting food and shelter, and we make sure that their their church unit can stay together, and they have somebody to shepherd them, and they can get jobs and learn how to speak the language. Um, you know, we, we do more than just get people out. And, uh, so I just want to let you know, there will be a full audit of everything. We do that every year anyway. Um, and it will make sure that you know exactly where everything was spent and how it was spent because you have raised an awful lot of money and I want to be really, really clear. So, you know, um, how we're using the money. Somebody said, you're spending all this money on the airplanes. Uh, hmm. yeah. Uh, and, uh, and you know, those are expensive. Yeah, they are. 737 charters are pretty expensive, but so, you know, the guy who's, who's really running this operation, a lot of these people, if they can get the planes, you know, are paying about double what we are paying. We, we've, we negotiated down to $200,000 a flight, uh, which is at least half. Uh, and we can't thank Cam Air enough. That's the the um, Afghani airline for working so hard and helping us. Now we have to go to Western-based carriers because Cam Airlines not allowed to fly outside uh, into Western countries for obvious reasons. Uh, so now we look to Western carriers, and gosh, I wonder if we're gonna get that same kind of help. From Western Carriers, I'm sure we are. We'll let you know when we hear from them. Back in just a second. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today's news is unfortunately a cautionary tale. Um, Catholic University just concluded a study indicating that 75% of Venezuelans are living now in extreme poverty. That's 75%. 95% of the country lives in general poverty. 75% of extreme. We've never experienced anything like that. This is what happens when you hyperinflate a currency, when you take over the oil companies and you take over all of the businesses and the media and everything else. This is what is happening here in America right now. Venezuela was not just one of the wealthiest countries in Central America. It was the richest. And it started to fall into the wrong hands about 20 years ago. And lo and behold, here they are. Well, lo and behold, here we are. There's a lot of parallels. Please uh, protect your portfolio from the excessive printing of our U.S. dollar by acquiring gold or silver. Find out if it's right for you and do it right now. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Gruden. Next. Gruden and Wicklock. Next. 
I don't care. I don't care if they look at all my emails or they're spying on me. I don't have anything to worry about. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's nothing that you've ever written in an email. There's nothing you've ever written or sent to somebody uh, that was something that you wouldn't want to see in the on the cover of the New York Times. Uh, John Gruden uh, would probably fall into that category uh, this weekend. He probably does care. Though maybe all of what you put on the Internet is never gone. Uh, John Gruden uh I'm I'm anxious to talk to Jason Whitlock. Uh, his show Fearless you can find on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to uh, Jason's YouTube channel yet, you need to. Uh, he is also our Blaze TV host of Fearless. The Raiders head coach John Gruden has resigned over old emails, and Jason is joining us now to tell us all about it and give his opinion. Hello, Jason. Glenn. Great day to have me on. I know you're not the biggest sports fan, Mm -hmm. but I've got an analogy that's going to work for you in a massive way and give you a way to talk about this. All right. What you're seeing with John Gruden and and what the NFL is doing to him is no different than what Joe Biden and the Department of Justice and the military are doing to all their employees. John Gruden is being chopped down to size as a signal to everyone else in the NFL. This guy had a 10-year, $100 million contract. Uh, other than Belichick, probably the most recognizable coaching face in professional football, maybe more recognizable because of the Chucky deal. He wasn't on board, and there's a lot of coaches and executives not on board with all of the gender and diversity and inclusion stuff the NFL is doing from female coaches, microwaving females through the referee process, the Black Lives Matter stuff. Take out John Gruden, make an example of him, same way Biden administration, make an example of Trump supporters and claiming that January 6th was this insurrection and the worst thing since Pearl Harbor the bullying of military people, if you don't get on board with uh, critical race theory and everything else, we're running you out of the military. We're, we're attacking you through, they're attacking parents through the Department of Justice if you don't get on board with critical race theory. This is all the same thing. Okay, so Not wait a minute. Through- so wait a minute. Uh, uh, you know, I, I've read some of the comments, and some of the comments are, you know, what you would expect uh, from, you know, people yeah. who are not, who you know, that are in, you know, sports or just guy yeah, kind of stuff. Locker room yeah. talk. Right, yeah. locker room mm-hmm. talk. Some of the stuff is is pretty bad. It's pretty bad. There's no question, but it's pervasive throughout sports and pervasive throughout football. Everybody in football, male, uh, has emails, text messages, and or comments Similar, I, and I'm not in that vein, in that light. You, I get Glenn. I grew up in that culture. I played football all the way up until age 22. When I was done with college football, a lot of friends in the NFL, a lot of friends in professional sports. Everybody's vulnerable to the attack that John Gruden just went through. If people get to go through your private emails and surf for inappropriate comments. 
there's a good chance there's something there. If it's not in your emails, maybe it's in your text messages, maybe it's in a comment you said to someone 10 years ago. Everybody's vulnerable to this. And so you take out Gruden, and then that's what they've done here. It's all a part of the, the NFL and professional sports have been taken over by the left. The NFL is the most powerful force in popular culture. It's the number one TV show on five different television networks. It's Super Bowl platform is the biggest platform in American culture. More than 100 million people watch the Super Bowl. Taking over sports, taking over the NFL is crucial to the goals the, of the left and what they're trying to do. The NFL, correct me if I'm wrong, has been the least problematic. They've been the ones that, I mean, you know, the NBA is gone. Uh, the NFL doesn't seem to have, it It started out bad, but then it, it kind of pulled itself back, didn't it? No. No? <laughs> they, no, no? They, they're still doing the uh, Black Lives Matter sloganing and st- on the field, on the back of helmets. Uh, <laughs> NFL's the worst one. I think NBA. I think NBA is still the worst one, Jason. I don't know what you, how you feel about that. NBA is probably the worst. Then maybe, then maybe the NFL. Then Major League Baseball. I don't know. NBA is unwatchable. It's just a Democratic Party conference. Yeah, I guess that's, that's why that's the, what they want the NFL to be. Yeah. That, so and that's what they're doing. Here's what. Here's what uh, it kills me is, uh, and I don't know this guy. Stu says he was with the Eagles. Maybe uh, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Acho, mm-hmm. is that how you yeah. say his name? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Gruden's mails are further and final proof for the necessity of minority voices in positions of power. Uh, so another, wait, wait, wait. So in other words, it's just a white people problem. Is that what he's saying? Immorality, according to Emmanuel Acho, yeah, is just a white person problem, and that you know that want black skin cures immorality. Uh, what about all the LGBT, what about all the LGBT deal that cures immorality? <laughs> if you, everybody knows that if you're LGBT, that cures immorality. Well, wait, wait. How about uh, all of the? How about all of the trans? How about that a, cures immorality? I mean, what about all the football players that have you know raped girls, harassed girls, killed people? You know, killed Glenn, dogs. Glenn, <laughs> I mean, come on, Glenn. You know that's white supremacy. That that that's. They, without white supremacy, that would have never happened. Oh, I mean, come on! That's okay. your fault, Glenn. All right. Okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, I love your response to this on Twitter. Respectfully, who should it be? Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, Russell Simmons, Jay Z, O.J. Simpson, and I think you meant uh, uh, I, 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 maybe this was autocorrect, maybe not. Juicy Smollett. Uh, Me and Dave Chappelle call uh, whatever his name Juicy Smollett. That's so funny. Uh, and st- I don't. I can't even think of his real name now. <laughs> Jussie, yeah. I think. Jussie. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we all fall short. All human beings fall short. Power corrupts. So what yeah. should happen here? With John Gruden, we should have accepted his apology and kept it moving. No different. The, the NBA superstar Kevin Durant, a few months ago, uh, the actor Michael Rapaport exposed all the di- direct messages between those two, filled with misogyny, homophobic stuff, profane, all of that. And the NBA slapped Kevin Durant with a $50,000 fine, and everybody kept it moving. 
and uh, Durant issued an apology, and everyone kept it moving. Private direct messages between these two that put Durant in an embarrassing light. No one acted like the world had ended. No one had acted like this says everything about Durant's character. He apologized. He was fine. We kept moving. That's what should have happened to John Gruden. Especially since he's playing for the Raiders, which is not necessarily the nicest uh, Sunday school team in Las Vegas. I mean, one of the things that he got in trouble for was he was sending uh, uh, pictures or girls or passing along uh, pictures of uh, women in bikinis topless, yeah. where they were topless. And I'm Never heard myself, uh, I am shocked by that. <laughs> shocked. Uh, uh, Glenn, just think about this. The, the NFL has excitedly announced that it's Super Bowl halftime show, the biggest platform in American culture, will, be, will feature the rappers Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Eminem. Oh. Anybody go listen to their music. It makes John Gruden's email seem like a Sunday school lesson. Go listen to their music. I mean, the stuff. Eminem on, Dre, on Dr. Dre's last album, I think came out 2015 or 16, he had a lyric that said, even the women that I rape have orgasms. He didn't use orgasm. He didn't say it. As, he said it more profanely than what I did. But, again, <laughs> the stuff that these guys have rapped about, Brandon, Dr. Dre uh, beat up a woman violently. I mean, I don't know if he can do it nonviolently, but beat up a woman in the 1990s. Snoop Dogg accused of murder. The lyrical pornography that these guys have attached to their name, they're appropriate for the biggest platform that we have in American culture, the biggest platform that football has, but John Gruden must be removed from the NFL's platform because of private emails. And, and the Chappelle thing that just came out really highlighted this with Da Baby, who yeah, who actually killed a guy in a Walmart yeah. under very strange circumstances, and didn't get canceled. Yet he said a couple of bad things on stage about the LGBTQ two plus community, and now he's he's toast, toast, toast. and you know. Some will argue, comedically will argue, like uh, Gruden said these things about DeMarie Smith's lips and survived that, but you violate the LGBT, the alphabet mafia, and you must be beheaded. Do you think, do you think um, uh, Chappelle weathers this storm? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I strangely do, too. Well, I... If you move to a point where you don't care, you can't be canceled. And that's where I think Chappelle has gone. He doesn't care. And so they can only cancel you if you care. And so I I think he's there. And so I think he survives. Mm. I can't wait for your show today. Uh, Jason, Whit- Jason uh, Whitlock, you can uh, you can watch him on Fearless on Blaze TV. You can also uh, uh, subscribe to his uh, YouTube channel, Fearless with Jason Whitlock. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to his YouTube channel and rate and review. Stu, five stars is appropriate, right? That's I mean, they the don't, right number. Yes, they don't have seven. If they had seven, it would be seven. It'd but be it's seven, only five. But five is—I uh, guess you're going to have to live with it. Jason Whitlock. 
Blaze TV and Fearless. Thank you so much, Jason. Talk to you later. Uh, if you're in the middle of trying to buy or sell a home right now, hey, how's that going? The way the uh, housing market has gone absolutely crazy over the past year, I'm guessing you're a little bit frazzled. If you live in Texas, here's the thing. So many people are like, I want to sell my house. I could get so much money. And then they realize, but wait, I've got to go buy another <laughs> house. <laughs> eh, it's not working. I mean, it's really hard to even rent a house in this area. If you are living in some place like California, hmm, right? I started a company years ago with my brother as a free service to you. And what we do is we pair you up with the absolute best agents in your area so that you can navigate the tricky waters of buying and selling homes. They're there with you every step of the way, making sure that you get the best deal when you go to buy, the best price when you go to sell. Check them out for yourselves today. Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. So Nancy Pelosi is giving a, uh, a, uh, a press conference, and it's, it's riveting right now. Can we take a little, just a, just a little bit of this Nancy Pelosi press conference here? There's yeah. a lot uh, in it. That's and enough. We'll have- and, uh, yeah, and I think she said too a much. lot there. Too you, much. you shouldn't have just I know, stuck with I'm that sorry. for so long. Um, Nancy Pelosi says the spending cuts that are in the $3.5 trillion bill will not diminish the transformative nature of the Build Back Better plan. Hmm. Now, let me let me just say, uh, we're guessing, we don't know what this is going to land at, but uh, Cinema and, uh, uh, and, uh, and Mansion say that it needs to be around 1.5. So if there's a compromise, it'll be 2, 2.5, maybe, maybe 2.5. Yeah, 2.5 would be the midpoint. Right. So let's just say that it is... Two and a half. How can you cut one point what three trillion dollars? One point two one yeah. trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't it, it was three point seven two five? So, oh, okay, yeah. okay. So one trillion dollars mm-hmm. and not have that diminish the transformative nature. Mm. And the answer is because it's not the money. We've all been concentrating on the money. It's the infrastructure that is in this plan it is the things that you know i said this last week if you remember uh johnny cash's song uh one piece at a time he was talking about he worked at gm and he worked on the line for the cadillacs and he always wanted a cadillac and so he was working there at 50 in 1955 and he decided i'm just gonna get a cadillac i'm gonna get it for free i'm just gonna take it out one piece at a time and he started in 55 and ended in 73 and none of it none of it fit together uh but they didn't notice it because it was one piece at a time that's exactly what this is yeah and it's all accounting tricks too i mean they will lower it comes to money yeah they will lower the money to make it look like you're saving and then keep all the programs in there one of the ways they do this is all these numbers are designed to be for 10 years. So they'll instead put the program in for three years. So a, a program that should cost $100 billion, it, they'll say it only costs $30 billion. And then they'll have it only in there for three years. Something like, you know, let's say universal pre-K. Well, the mom who sends their kid to pre-K for free at three years old and then expects to send them the next year for four at, for four, at four years old. Well, guess what's going to happen when they bring that in front of politicians who want to keep their jobs? They're just going to extend it. 
So that $100 billion or more will be spent. It's just not in the accounting of the bill. So that's how they're going to lower the bill to make this seem like a big savings. And so that Joe Manchin can go back to you in West Virginia again and get you to vote for him again, even though he does this every time we he can act like he's this big moderate bulwark in the senate but every time the same thing happens when they need his vote he's never there for you he will not save you and once again this is going to occur all this stuff's going to be put in place and we're going to be the ones paying for it and our kids are going to be paying for it and our grandkids and several generations after that Nah. Okay. Nah, that's okay. crazy. We'll just print the money. Oh, okay. And good. we'll never have to pay for it. Isn't that great? Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be really, it's going to be really, 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 really good. Congratulations to the Democrats. They've had to cut the spending. They're not happy. It's the Glenn Beck program. But don't worry.